Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here talking with uh, Ben Aaron, who is an award-winning writer, identity theft speaker, comedian, and a bathroom shortlisted director. Yes? Hi there. Yeah, hi. Now, at the moment, you're going to be speaking next month also at the... Uh, Days Leasing Security Forum. So, first of all, before we can talk yep. about that, we're going to talk a bit about your background. Um, well, I've been, a, I've been a comedian for about 20 years. Um, prior to that, I was a writer for television, and during that period, uh, when I was writing for TV, um, my identity was stolen um, in a pretty horrific way. I ended up being the first major victim of the crime in the UK, which you know I didn't know anything about at the time. Um, thought of how I got into this and how I got into the talking about it. I'm originally originally from Wales. That's sort of my background, and been living in London for a while. And it was in London that this thing this thing happened. Um, I'll tell you briefly what happened. I was um, about to buy a house. I'd applied for a mortgage. Everything was going fine, and then I suddenly had a letter from the bank telling me they were stopping the mortgage because they discovered all my outstanding debts. And apparently, I was thousands and thousands of pounds in debt, or rather, my name was. And somebody had been uh, using my name for the previous year and a half and ringing up debts with credit card companies, banks, and various various companies. That's pretty shocking. Yeah, yeah, it was a horrible thing to find out. I mean, really, just scary. And at the time, nobody knew about fraud, really, and identity theft. So I spent all my time convincing the police and the companies that I was me, not the person pretending to be me. They thought that I was the one committing the fraud. And was it done online or offline? This was all offline. Yeah. This, know, was, this was all done the, the old-fashioned way. Yeah, because nowadays it's easy to do it online. And oh, yeah, absolutely. And I talk about that in, in, in my talk and, and how easy it is to, you know, things that we fall for ourselves, but also things that, you know, people manage to hack into accounts and the horrible... The horrible scams that are going around at the moment in the last couple of weeks have just seemed to have got worse and worse and, and more prevalent. And yes, we're, you know, we are falling for them because they look so real. But what happened to me was all pre-internet and um, just through some um, marketing, literally postal marketing, and that's where it all started. So how did this, how did this change you, this uh, identity theft? How did it what, sorry? How did, how did it change you? Um, well, we ended up, uh, my wife was pregnant at the time, and we ended up um, having no money and having to move in with my parents. I mean, we literally lost everything uh, because my credit rating was at zero and I couldn't do anything. I mean, I was completely frozen and I was working on a freelance basis, but this was taking up every minute of every hour of every day trying to clear my name. There was nobody to help me. And, uh, yeah, we ended up literally with, with nothing. And it was, really, it was a really devastating time. And I, I can imagine, basically, if you were somebody who basically didn't have the career, you, you, you would have had it would have been harder to do to uh, get by this. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a stuff. I said at the time I wasn't doing comedy, I was just writing. And when you're writing on, on a freelance basis and you're not able to do anything because every minute is taken up by writing, then there's no, there's no work and there's no money. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it, it was pretty tough. 
So, and we were going to buy a house, funny enough, and the house we were going to buy at the time was £130,000. By the time my name was eventually cleared, over two years later, it had gone up to 325000 And we'd missed the opportunity of getting on a property ladder 20 years ago when all my friends had. Yeah, that's, a, that's something they basically, you probably look back on and think, maybe you were lucky you didn't get the house, and maybe you got the house. Well, possibly. I mean, we always look back and think, you know, things could be worse. Although at the time, I couldn't imagine how much worse they could have been, to be honest. Because, yeah. you know, grown man, married, living living back with my parents when we thought we were about to start our first house and, and have a family was, you know, pretty upsetting at the time. Yeah, I can imagine. Cause I couldn't imagine going back living with my parents now full time. Something that I, I yeah. just kind of dread in a way. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's generally, it's not easy. No. It's really not easy. So that's more or less what happened, and that's the background of the story. Um, and then years later, just probably for cathartic reasons, I wrote a little show about it. And as a result of this show, I was asked to uh, make a documentary for Channel 4 on yeah. the subject. Um, and little did I know at the time that was going to cause me more problems than having my debut show in the first place. And how did that documentary work out? Uh, badly. <laughs> it was Well, in the documentary, I did a couple of things. I proved how people fall for a lot of scams. I set up a little shopping stall and said to people, I can stop you from having an identity stolen if you give me all your personal information. And I literally had a queue of people giving me everything. And then I ended up stealing the identity of... I ended up stealing the identity of the Home Secretary and got arrested in a doorway by Scotland Yard. That sounds kind of interesting and a bit different than uh, what I'd, I'd have expected. Uh, yeah, well, I thought, I mean, I found a loophole in the law. I found a loophole how you can get a driving license, and I thought they were going to get an OBE, but instead I got arrested. So it didn't work out exactly the way I planned. It reminds me of the day the, day, day the Jackal when Frederick Precise found a way of using dead tombstones yep. to create new identities. Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, this one, you know, the guy wasn't dead, but this was the Home Secretary. I, as I said, I'd done it to prove a point, and I wanted to show how easy it was to do, and my plan was just to show the Home Secretary and say, look what I've done, and then he would have given me an OBE, but it didn't quite work out that way. Um, so it was all, it was all, yeah, it was all a little bit uh, upsetting, but as a result of what I did, the driving license application form had to be reprinted that they no longer, because I, I managed to get a birth certificate in his name and then got the driver license. So now it says a birth certificate is no longer proof of identity, and that's because of what I did. Well, at least you got something good anyway in the end of it. Yeah, I'd like to think that, that you know, I, I stopped identity theft from happening to other people by this means because of what I done. So I feel as though I've done something that um, has made a difference, which, you know, it's, which is good. Well, for me, the worst thing nowadays is when people actually try to befriend you on, on Facebook. And then when they've done that, they then see your identity in your photographs and then use them to blackmail you. Yep, that, that, that's, that's the, a horrible thing that's going around at the moment. I talk about, in, the, um, in my talk, uh, like the one I, uh, I'm doing over there, I, I talk about how I did it and how things are happening now. And I actually show a conversation that I had on Facebook with somebody who sent me, you know, a, a fake friend request and to see how far I could go with them. So it's, yeah, it's a bit of fun, really. But it does show what people can fall for. Yeah, because I, I know somebody who got friended by somebody and the next thing you know, their podcast got photoshopped with, with young children and they said, well, if you don't pay us money, we're going to send them to all your friends. 
Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, that's awful. I know the one that's going around at the moment. I don't know if you've seen the, this email. There's one that's going around that says, um, we know you look at adult websites, and unless you pay a £1,000 in Bitcoin, we're going to publish that all over social media so that all your family and friends know about it. Yeah. It's quite a, and, I, and, I'm, and I know people, you know, who have been so worried, they have fallen for it. You know, it's just pretty horrible. And I'm seeing one where at the moment, going around Ireland, where people have been asked to uh, to uh, pay money uh, via iTunes vouchers. Oh, yes. Because it can Yeah, be yeah, crazy. there's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Amazon vouchers, iTunes vouchers. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of these going around. And there's also the one that's going around from the Inland Revenue that you do, do a rebate. And they just say, click on the link, give your bank details, and we'll transfer the money. And, of course, it looks legitimate. Although some of these, at the bottom, it actually says, love and best wishes, inland revenue, which is probably a bit of a giveaway. Yeah. I don't know how somebody can fall for one when they're told to pay, pay by uh, iTunes vouchers. No one does that. Yeah. No, I know. It's ridiculous. But people don't fall for it. If they didn't fall for it, they wouldn't carry on doing it. Yeah. And people are taken in by it. Because I know somebody was trying to do that in a Tesco in Ireland, and they tried to spend by a thousand euro worth of iTunes vouchers. And the shop said, no, wow. we, we can't sell you those. Wow. They knew it was a scam. That's incredible. Yeah. And you get a lot of that happening. And I've seen guys over the years, the scams have become a lot more ingenious now as well. Right. It, they are very clever. It's funny, I'm doing a show at the moment, uh, which is where I am now at the, the Edinburgh Festival. I'm doing a show about um, identity theft. I'm doing two shows, but one of them is the story of, of what happened to me. And the number of stories that people come up with at the end, things that have happened to them that they've fallen for. And there's a thing on Facebook. A woman wrote to her friend publicly on Facebook and said, as you know, I'm going away on holiday next week for two weeks. Would you please feed the cats? The key is under the rock in the garden in the usual place. Yeah. And you go, you know, just people putting these things publicly is just silly, really. Or you get the one where somebody claims they're in hall, they've been in an accident and need some money. Can you please send me yep. the money? And they wire the money and you do yep. that. And it, and it's not yep. them at all. That's right. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're very, very sure that these people don't spend their time doing something worthwhile for humanity as opposed to trying to rob people. But yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's a horrible, horrible thing that's going on at the moment. So we just have to be vigilant, really. Yeah, and I guess the best way is like what you're doing is educate people what happened to you. And it happened to you, it happened yep. to anybody. Yes, of course, absolutely. I mean, it is, you know, it's something that we can fall for. I mean, one in ten people um, are affected by identity theft or fraud in this way. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the biggest growing crime in the UK. So we do, we, uh, we have to be careful. Yeah, I guess basically there's no real way to stop it, but just make sure that you know what happens, and uh, not, not not to fall for the silly ones like free vouchers, night tunes, or is it inland revenue? We love you, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just if, you know we we can we can be careful, but it's it's a lot of people get embarrassed that they fall for it, but there's some of them are so that you know it's easy to fall for. But what's funny, this um, and you can look this up online. This shopping centre scam I did. Where I said to people, you know, I can stop you from having your identity stolen if you give me all your personal information. And I said, Brock, give me everything. Their mother's maiden name, their pin, their security numbers. It's, uh, you should look it up. It's really quite surprising how much information people are willing to hand over. Sounds a bit like phone jacker and his African bank banking friend. Yes, yeah, yeah, similar idea. Except I, I did it first. Yeah, I remember years ago I got... My the uh, there was a scam that someone rang me up and they said they wanted uh, to fix my computer. 
they were in from India, and I got a problem with oh, yes. computers. Says, uh, we, we want to help you with the computer. We know you've got a problem there. So they told yep. me, could I turn the computer off and turn it back on again? And then I uh, said, yep, done that. So says, uh, can you see the window screen yet? I said, no, no, not yet. I said, but my computer turned on. says, I've not got the screen where, where key my password to log in. Done all that. Yep. And then I was asked, yep. can you see the start button? I said, no, 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 no start button on my computer. And they were going angry. because why not? I said, I'm on a Mac. And they didn't want they were mad and started swearing at me. And the thing was, I said, well, if you, if you were who you claimed you were, you wouldn't swear at me at all. Hey, of course. And then I just of put course. the phone down. Yeah, yeah that's so hard. I, I had that phone call the other day as well. And, and because I was bored, I just thought I'd play along with it. So, um, for example, she said to me, um, what was the thing? Oh, she said, every question she asked, I pretended I couldn't understand. I think it's fun. You know, they're thieves. At the end of the day, they're thieves. So, you know, I'm quite happy to waste as much of their time as possible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, thanks very much for that. And anything else you want to add to the podcast? Any what, sorry? Anything else you want to add to the podcast? Uh, not really, just so much I'm looking forward to, uh, to come over and speaking, really. I, I do a lot of these around the world. I've been, actually, I was flown over to Australia for four days, and I was the opening keynote speaker over there, which is lovely. And I've been to Poland twice and Hong Kong. I love doing these talks. So I'm, yeah, very much looking forward to, uh, to coming over and doing it. Well, that's great, Ben. And, and take care. Have a great day. Good luck in Edinburgh. And talk to you soon, then. See you then. Bye. Cheers. See you, Thanks bye. a lot. Take care. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Take bye. Care. bye.